Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. After a series of letdowns, Aaron Orander auditioned for the role of Hamlet, and unfortunately for us, the cameras were rolling. Alas, poor Yorick, I knew him well. To be or not to be, that is the question. Not bad, but I got a better question for you than that one. How about this? To Roth or not to Roth? Now that's a good question. Wait a minute. This isn't Yorick. This is Steve. Oh, this guy owes me money. Thanks, Aaron. We'll let you know. Welcome to the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money, the Worry-Free Retirement, with your host, nationally recognized retirement specialist and six-time author and fiduciary, Tony Walker. Of all the devastating and lasting concerns brought to the psyche of hardworking Americans during COVID is the current and even more pronounced uncertainty of our nation's financial future and, of course, how this uncertainty might affect what is in our financial pockets. And just like this question profoundly asked by Hamlet, to be fearful of decisions one will need to make today created as a result of decisions made by our politicians to dole out money and increase our nation's debt to even more astronomical levels, is it any wonder that more and more advisors, financial pundits, and financial soothsayers are weighing in with their take on what savers should be doing with their money? One of those strategies is the focus of today's show, something called the Roth IRA, a way to voluntarily pay the taxes now on your money rather than waiting to see what the government might do to tax it in the future. Which leads to our show title today, To Roth or Not to Roth, That is the Question. Well, welcome folks to the Worry-Free Retirement, and yes, I am that little man in the sweater vest, financial truth detector, retirement planning specialist, and fiduciary, Tony Walker. And today, before we dive into the pros and cons of a Roth IRA, and whether it is the best way for you to save on taxes in the future, let me introduce to you one of the most taxing lads in the worry-free studios this morning, my favorite financial sidekick, Mr. Aaron Orander. Good morning, Aaron. And before we get into this, I know I don't know much about Hamlet, quite frankly. I was trying to think of a cool intro for the show. What was the setting for that whole to be or not to be? Well, let me just start off by saying good morning, sir. Good morning to our audience and good morning to Dave in Shepherdsville. Saw Dave last weekend. He said he loves the show, listens to it on Saturday mornings, I believe. Good evening, Dave. Anyway, so basically Hamlet, long story made short, Hamlet is a play of inaction. It's a play about you've got all these decisions to make and you need to do something or you can just kind of put everything off and you can kind of keep scheming and you know and at the end pretty much everybody's dead except for some (laughs) no-name character and the new king who comes in and takes over Denmark. Sounds interesting maybe that's why I missed Hamlet I don't know but uh, so we're, we're setting the stage here folks the same narrative though and I think what you're saying is Aaron Hamlet had to make a decision 
a tough decision and there were repercussions. Is yeah, he, kind of- you know, so basically his father, who was the king, is killed by his uncle. And his uncle becomes the king. And so he comes home basically from college and finds all this out because the ghost of his father tells him all this. Wait and a the- minute, wait a minute, let me interrupt you. This sounds like the Lion King. Huh? <laughs> well, kind yeah, of? The Lion King is actually based off of the play Hamlet. It I is. just learned something as you started describing that. That's one of my favorite movies. So, but Hamlet came before The Lion King, then. Yes, yeah, so oh, about okay. four hundred years before. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So great. All right. So I think I get the gist of it. So here we are as we fast forward to 2023. What was Hamlet? 1600 or something? Something like that. Oh, yeah. And in The Lion King back in the 90s. And here we are faced with a similar decision. And it's a pretty pretty powerful decision you've got to make. You, You have to make this decision, folks. Either do something or do nothing. And what we're talking about is that tax infested pre tax. 401k or 403b or thrift savings plan or IRA, whatever you want to call it, they're all the same thing. You're going to have to eventually, you or your loved ones, when you die, it doesn't matter, pay taxes on that money. And the problem with that decision is you can put it off. If you're not 73, uh, that's your required minimum distribution age, you don't have to do anything. You could just kind of sit around and pontificate and hope upon hope that taxes are lower in the future than they are today, which is the main topic of today's show is to make sure you understand out there what the tax rates have been in the past, what the tax rates, in other words, what are they going to take from that 401k when you go to take it out, what the tax rates are in the present, and considering this humongous national debt that continued to spiral out of control as a result of the pandemic and the spending and all the free money that was doled out, by the way, Aaron, you realize they're not cutting spending. Have you noticed that? No, 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 no. No cutting spending. There are plenty of other options. For example, sell the zoo animals. The problem is, folks, somewhere, somehow, these politicians are going to have to start attacking that debt. And since we know they don't like cutting spending, but they love raising taxes, the question is, should you have a Roth IRA? So when we return, this is some really good stuff. Whether you're retired already or thinking of retiring, you're going to have to deal with what I call the tax tumor in that tax-infested 401k and IRA. And the question is, is it to do a Roth or not to do a Roth? That is the question. I'm Tony Walker with Aaron Orender. We'll be right back. Are you retired or retiring soon? Do you have a 401k, IRA, 403b, thrift savings account, or lump sum pension that you'd like to move to safer territory? Did you know that all the money you see on your 401k statement isn't really yours? Depending on your overall taxable income, the government has essentially a lien on your 401k that can tax as much as 40% of your money when you go to take it out. Tony Walker calls this the 401k tax tumor. For almost 40 years, retirement specialist Tony Walker has helped thousands of savers worry less about money by creating game plans to deal with your tax tumor. Get control of your retirement by controlling the taxes owed on it. Schedule a free meeting to see if you can reduce your tax tumor and provide a guaranteed income you can never outlive. To get started, simply log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. That's TonyWalkerFinancial.com. 
Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. And our theme today kind of follows along with Hamlet. And in the play, To Be or Not to Be, that is the question. Is that right, Aaron? Did I That's correct. Right? To okay, Be or Not you. to Be, that, that is the question. There is a, maybe it was Norman Vincent Peale. I used to listen to a lot of motivational speakers years ago. I think he came up with the, if it is to be, it is up to me. That's kind of similar. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I, I think that's what he used to say. And that's, well, that's really true. You know, folks, that is the only thing I've really learned in doing this for almost 40 years uh, in meeting in person with over 15,000 savers. I've done over 1,000 TV shows, radio shows. Uh, overseen more than 5,000 written game plans. Is Here's the point, folks. You can do all the Internet Googling you want. You can listen to radio shows like this. You can watch my TV show. You can listen to financial entertainers. You can be scared to death about our value of the currency or going digital, all this stuff everybody's worried about now. But here's the thing. Eventually, you, you're the one who has to ultimately make decisions about your money. Now, granted, hopefully you're talking to people like us or you're researching from reputable people. But in the end, just like this whole idea of a Roth, in the end, you are the one that has to make these decisions. So as we record the show, July 25th, 2023, and you got everybody and his brother telling you for sure, now we don't know this, but for sure, here's what they're telling you, taxes will have to go up in the future. And actually, again, if you really think of the reasonableness of what's going on with the debt, it's spiraling out of control. We got to address at some point spending versus taxing. Those are the only two options. Would you say, Aaron, you would think politicians would probably go more the taxing way than cutting spending? Probably. Yeah. yeah. I think taxes are just going to have, they're going to have to go up probably. And, and let's, let's kind of take a look. Let me get my cheat notes out. I've got a graph we printed off and incidentally, folks, we have a television show. We're going to cover this on the TV show. I think we're on what? Seven different seven stations. stations yes. Seven and stations. we're on YouTube. So if you miss it on Live TV, not a problem. Just go to YouTube.com, type in Tony Walker Financial. Yeah, that's so you really want to watch this show in its visual aspect because we're going to be covering these graphics. But basically, let's go back to the creation of the 401k, which is in 1978. All right. Aaron, you want to take a guess at what the highest, now this is not many people hit this, but the highest marginal tax rate was in 1978 when they created the 401k plan. Oh, when they created it, I'll say, ooh. Probably 30 to 40%, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's a good guess. The highest marginal rate was 70%. Oh, okay. So if you were in a very, very, if you made a lot of money for every dollar you made back in 1978, they could take 70 cents off there, off the top. That's a lot of money, isn't it? Man, that does not sound like fun. <laughs> now, the, now the average ta- tax rate, this is the average. Some were higher, some were lower, but the average tax rate was still 50%. So that means... Every dollar you were out working and making, they would take 50 cents of the dollar, the government. That's huge, isn't it? Yeah, it's still half your dollar. So what happened was, Aaron, when the pensions started going the way of the dinosaur, companies didn't want to offer pensions. They were very expensive. They came along themselves, politicians in Wall Street, and said, hey, why don't we create this brand new thing called a 401k? And what we'll tell people, which there was some truth to this, but what we'll tell people is, look, Joe Lunchbox, you know, if you don't put your money towards something for retirement, right? Because we're doing away with the pensions. We're not doing those anymore. 50 cents of every dollar you make is gone. You with me so far, Aaron? Okay. So, okay, you got Joe Lunchbox's attention. So Joe Lunchbox, they were told, do this. You're going to put it in this pre-tax account called a 401k. You will owe no taxes currently. Now, one day, Joe Lunchbox, when you retire, 
when you go to take this money out, then you'll have to pay taxes. So Joe Lunchbox asked the question, well, that sounds all well and good, but what will the tax rates be in, we'll just fast forward to 2023. Well, they would say, well, Joe Lunchbox, you'll be in a lower tax bracket. So defer the taxes, you're in a lower bracket, you'll save taxes. So let's stop there, folks. That is true. So let's go back to that. If you had a choice of paying 50% in taxes, or let's say today's average rate, which is around 22, Aaron, that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. They put it off, let it grow. You only pay 22 cents of every dollar that comes out to the government. But therein lies the problem, because we are here with this huge national debt. We didn't have $31 trillion in debt, Aaron, in 1978. I don't think we had any. I don't, I'd have to check that, but they're probably minimal. Okay. So this whole thing of how are we going to pay back all this debt in 1978 was a moot point. So people really did believe they'd be in a lower bracket. And as of the date of this recording, most people really are. In general, that's just a generalized statement. Some people are in a higher tax bracket, and this 401k is already showing its ugly head. Let me explain. So let's imagine right now many of you are putting into 401ks or have had put into the 401ks, and maybe your tax bracket was only 20%. Okay, so you said, well, I don't want to pay 20 cents of every dollar. I'll put it in the 401k. I'll put off the pain. You're basically postponing the taxes. You're not really saving taxes because we don't know what the tax rates are going to be. So I'm going to postpone dealing with this darn tax tumor, hoping, here we go, hoping in the future I'll be in a lower bracket. But now with 31 plus trillion dollars in debt, and we've already kind of concluded that the best way for politicians to pay that back is not cutting spending, which they're not going to do, or they could tax everybody. Well, where would they go for these taxes? That's right. The theory is they're going to go after your 401k plan. It's easy pickings, folks. All they got to do is change the laws, change the tax rules, and go after those. So then you have to ask yourself, okay, well, if you're in a 20% bracket now, or average, let's take that average again. Currently, the averages are 22%. What if we could do something called a Roth conversion? In other words, what we would do We would say to the government, and this is perfectly legal, they passed this into law, we would say to the government, hey, government, let's say my 401k is worth $300,000. Could I go ahead and pay the tax on that now? And the government would say, well, sure, if you want to pay the tax now and get it out of the way, and let's say you're in a 22% bracket, let's say it's a $300,000 401k, roughly, if you've got $100,000 sitting around, we'll let you pay that tax now. That's a big decision. We'll get into this in the next segment. Huge decision. So $100,000 now, but the $300,000 will grow tax-free. It will require no more minimum distributions. And when you die and take it out, blah, 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 if it's worth a million dollars, so what? You'll never have to pay another penny in taxes. So Aaron, you can see why this idea of these Roth conversions is starting to take traction, can't you? Because if people are worried about taxes in the future, now that question arises, well, should I pay the tax now? Is that making sense? Sure, yeah. In fact, this came up recently. A gentleman came into my office. He said, Tony, I went to a workshop recently offered by a financial advisor, and he, he wouldn't tell us how he was going to do it. Watch this, folks. When you're going to these workshops, you've got to be careful. I don't care whether they're at universities, steak dinner places, at the library. It's all the same spiel. These people are going to want to try to sell you something. All the information they're sharing with you, usually there's a lot of fear tactics built into those. And a lot of things they're telling you they can do that usually they can't come through on or they won't expose the cost to do it. But here's what this Tony in the Trenches was. The gentleman said, Tony, I went to this workshop. 
the gentleman said that we could pay zero taxes on our Social Security even though we had to take money out of a 401k. And I got to thinking about it. I go, well, that's impossible. How are you going to do that? And then I got to thinking about it. The gentleman never, the presenter never disclosed. He wanted to meet with them and look at their situation. That's, that's where they're going for the jugular folks. They're going to want those assets. Now, this is not about planning. This is about trying to get your money moved over to them. That's what this stuff is about. But anyway, I said, oh, wait a minute. You know, I, I think I figured out what's going on. This gentleman is going to be recommending you convert your money to a Roth, which, yeah, if you did that and then drew it out over time, it's not going to affect your Social Security taxes. But did he tell you how much it would cost in taxes to convert that? And he said, well, no, because he didn't even tell us how he was going to do it. So, folks, there is a lot of strategies out there. There's a lot of positive uh, plugs for these Roth conversions, but this is a huge, huge decision and one that cannot be taken lightly. Now, could it be perfect for you? Well, we can check it out. That's why I have two tax certified people on staff. We do this kind of stuff all the time, but you've got to slow down, kind of just back up a little bit. And when you hear of these things and, you know, the worries and the fears, and here's what we're going to do to correct all that. First of all, you got to make sure you see all of it in writing, the pros and the cons, Make sure they're calculating all of the taxes that you're going to have to pay now. And then you got to weigh that against the game plan to say, hey, do I really think I'm going to be in a higher tax bracket? And what will the effects be on Social Security? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. When I come back, I've asked our own T.J. Reagan, one of our tax certified specialists at Tony Walker Financial. We're going to kind of take a deep dive, and I'm just going to share with you some numbers, some different ideas, and help you understand the taxation of Social Security, and how it's affected by either Roth conversions and or money that you're going to have to drag out and pay taxes on when you take money out of those tax-infested 401ks and IRAs. I'm Tony Walker. You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. We'll be right back. Have you recently retired, been laid off, or offered a pension buyout? Has the company you work for moved, been acquired, or closed its doors forever? And finally, do you have a 401k with a previous employer you'd like to move to safer territory? Then take advantage of this opportunity to move your 401k or lump sum pension to Tony Walker Financial. Let's meet in person to discuss your retirement options. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com to schedule your free, no-obligation appointment. Let us help you today. Welcome back, folks, to the Worry-Free Retirement. I am America's favorite financial sidekick, Aaron Orner. And, Tony, going back to what you were talking about, the national debt, and, you know, you kind of pulled some obscure year of 1978. I just, <laughs> I, I, the, the curiosity was just killing me. So in the break, I looked it up, and I actually found the number, the debt, the national debt in 1978. Do you have any idea what it was? Mm, I'd say several trillion dollars. I mean, I don't know how many, but I'm sure they had some debt back then. Well, <laughs> it's so funny. I'm going to say only. In 1978, I looked it up. The national debt was only $772 billion. <laughs> Gosh, but that, yeah, but compa- you're right, though. Back then, that was the Carter years. I guess that scared everybody to death, but my gosh, compared to thirty-one well, trillion, and the Vietnam War had just ended a few years prior, so I think yeah. we probably owed some money on that. And yeah, 
That's wild. Anyway, that's that's very interesting. Well, we got a lot of gloom and doom news going on, but I want to, you know, with the pandemic and coming out of it, and we've mentioned last week how things have changed, but I do have three positive takeaways from the pandemic. You want to hear those, Aaron? That's always good. Let's hear them. Well, this is a little self-serving, but guess what I, What book I wrote smack dab in the pandemic? Come on, you know the title. Uh, Live Well, Die Broke. Yeah. So, folks, if you haven't ordered that book, to me it is a wonderful reflection of how things can change why you need to enjoy this money before it's too late, and how in the end, listen, folks, you can't take this stuff with you, whether you got millions or just a few bucks in your pocket, we all die broke. So I would encourage you. It's a great book, great perspective, my philosophy on money and life. It's called Live Well, Die Broke. You can get that from any major bookseller. The second thing that uh, I thought was kind of cool is really people are looking for different ways to save. And I know there's a lot of people that don't have a lot of money or they're young people trying to save but all this technology out there, um, uh, Stash, Acorn, I know we even talked about this. You said, those sound like scams, Tony, but they're they're legitimate savings tools. So Yeah, I when we- I first looked them up, I kind of thought, man, th- there's got to be something to this. But I mean, I've... I use Acorn. Yeah, I don't know a lot about Stash, but I, you, I use I use Acorn. You I, I, use it's, Acorn? it's legit. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah, Stash is another one. I don't know if I would have named something Stash. Yeah, that just kind of, Acorn's kind of a cool name. Stash does sound like something that. Uh, but I would say Acorn, which was started in 2014, uh, the average account size was I think ninety six dollars. So that they're again they're geared towards people just putting away little sums. Now it's grown to ninety nine hundred fifty seven dollars. But look at this, they've got over six billion dollars amassed and they're helping people save. So I think that's cool. Now, the thing the uh, thing that tickles me the most, and I, I wish I'd thought of this. I don't know if they're still doing that well, but are the uh, Coinstar, what are those things in uh, the supermarkets? I've used them before. Oh, we yeah, throw your yeah, stash, yeah. your extra coins. In fact, uh, Derek was mentioning that earlier. I know he's sitting here. Derek, what uh, what were you saying about the story of uh, you all saving money and taking money to the Coinstar at the supermarkets? Uh, speaking of Coinstar, my dad and I used to collect coins in like a, a pickle jar that we kept. And then once a year, we go to Coinstar and cash it in for like 300 bucks. Uh, but the pickles and vinegar really gunked up the machine. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Derek. That's a that's a funny story. And then the third takeaway that I really think is a positive, Aaron, is you cannot depend on the government to fix your problems. And what's so funny about this, let's, you know, the pandemic, what a catastrophe all that was, all this stuff we're trying to do, but let's move on. Okay. But now here we are looking at a Roth IRA, another government solution to a government problem, which was the 401k that created the tax deferral and the postponement and the tax tumor. And now we've got to choose again. Moral of the story, folks, it's up to you to make that final decision. And we are here to help at Tony Walker Financial. And just to show you how this can be a little confusing, it's not that I want to mess up your day, folks, but this is the kind of stuff we look at every day. I'm going to just take in our remaining time a couple of different scenarios so you can see how complicated this can be and why when you start yanking money out of these tax-infested IRA and 401k plans, you do have to be concerned about Social Security taxation, getting into a higher tax bracket, etc. So here's the first example, all right? We're imagining somebody, the current brackets start at 10%. And actually, to around $100,000 of income, assuming you file jointly, you can make about $100,000 of income and stay in a 12% tax bracket. Now, remember, folks, back in the 1970s, the average bracket was in the 50% range. We have a lot of clients 
that we're able to maintain a 12% tax bracket. So let's look at that. So let's assume we have a couple total now making $45,000 a year in Social Security. That's husband and wife. They got a little interest income of $5,000 coming in on some CDs. Uh, their standard deduction is $30,000 that they can take off of that. Most people don't itemize anymore. They're using the standard deduction. And they want to take out a $30,000 IRA distribution. Where would they fall in taxes? Well, they would still stay in the 12% bracket. Okay, bear with me. 38% of their Social Security would be subject to tax. It doesn't mean they pay that in taxes, but would be subject to tax. And their overall federal bracket, they would pay $2,200 in federal taxes. So really, that's not too bad, is it? On all that Social Security and $30,000 of income, not bad, is it? That's good. Yeah. Well, let's move up. Let's say that somebody says, well, what if I took out and did a Roth conversion? Or I took out a $95,000 distribution to do a Roth conversion, or I just wanted to spend a bunch of money. Well, let's go back over this again. Same couple. Uh, Before, in the first example, they only took out a $30,000 IRA distribution. Their total federal tax was around $2,200. Not bad. Okay, kept them in a 12% bracket. Now, this is a little different. If they take out a $95,000 IRA distribution or do a $95,000 Roth conversion, this is why you got to be slow on this stuff, folks. This is a big decision. Now their tax bracket jumps to the 22% bracket, meaning a portion of it will be taxed at 22%, not all of it, but a portion. Part of their Social Security now just jumped up even higher. More of that's going to be taxed, all right, more taxes. So now instead of paying a federal tax of $2,200, Now, this is a big jump, Aaron. Listen to this number. Now, you would owe in taxes that year, just federal tax, okay, $17,000. But wait, there's more, as they say. But wait, there's more. Because in option number one, the first option, and this is for those of you in the state of Kentucky, all right, when you draw out money out of an IRA, if you keep it below, roughly it's about $31,000, you have an exemption there. So in that first example, because they took their IRA distribution and it was below $31,000, they paid no state income taxes. That's pretty cool. That's nice. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But in the next example, because they took out a $95,000 IRA distribution, they had to pay $2,800 in state taxes. In addition to $17,200 in federal taxes. So now all of a sudden, again, just that extra distribution... Couple A only paid a total of $2,200 in taxes, but couple B paid a total of $20,000 in taxes. I mean, they paid almost 10 times as much. Yes, there you go. Isn't that crazy? So, folks, that's the thing. When you're out here listening to people on the radio or on the Internet or attending all these various workshops, and especially if people are boasting about saving you on taxes, just know this, folks. They might be able to. I, I can't speak for all advisors. There may be a lot of advisors out there that are sharper than tax, and they have a staff like we do that's set up to do all this and monitor and calculate all these taxes. But what I'm finding out in many cases is just a ploy to get after your money. They have no interest in working to diligently save taxes for you, plus monitor your progress to track things like what we just talked about. They are going to want to invest your money. That's what this is all about. That's all this game is, folks. I call it OPM or other people's money. 
The whole idea, folks, is this marketing world, and we're doing it right now. We're marketing to you for our services. Uh, we feel pretty confident in our services, but that's what we're doing. Everybody out there has to have other people's money to operate. And when you finally realize that, when you realize that, yeah, there's people out there that are looking out for your best interest, but bottom line, us, the banks, the insurance companies, Wall Street, all these advisors, all of us depend on your money to make money so that we can stay in business. So don't forget that. And that's one reason, too. You, you, know, you can work with all the fiduciaries you want, but more importantly than even a fiduciary, you better be working with somebody that knows their stuff, who has the staff in place, who has the years of experience to understand how to help savers worry less about money, which is who we focus on at Tony Walker Financial. We're not out looking for investors and speculators. We're looking for people who are more concerned about the return of their money than the return on it. Those who want to save on taxes, keep their fees down, and more importantly, have a personal relationship with a local advisor who cares more about them than they do their money. So if that sounds like something you're looking for, why don't you do this right now? Take advantage of something we call the free 10-minute fiduciary phone call. It's absolutely free, and you'll be talking to myself, the owner of the company, or one of our highly trained salaried fiduciaries. To log on and do that, just go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. You're going to click on that little red button that says schedule your free phone call. We'll be happy to talk to you by phone. And if it warrants, we'll be happy to meet with you in person at either our Bowling Green, Louisville, or Lexington, Kentucky offices. So that's TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Or give us a call at 877-499-9255. That's 877-499-WALK. Well, we hope you've enjoyed today's program. But you remember, between now and next week, if all else fails, you be worry-free and make it a good one.